Jesters and Jerks is a violent podcast with adult language and sexually charged themes. Some content may not be suitable for children. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Welcome to Pit Stop. I'm Craig the Entertainment Wizard. And I'm Jugs McGee. Today's recap brought to you by Merle's Finest Bud, the Silver Weapons, the hottest orcish sponge rigger to ever grace your piehole bud. Get both today at Merle's Finest. Companies are associated with a one-eyed stag and its affiliates, you fucking losers. One hell of a slugger between the Boogie Boys and a group the local fans are now calling the New Bloods. The match starts off with some chirping from Barrel as he gives a show of force by dragging his finger across his neck. Something he may come to regret, Craig. That dude is as charged as a bullywogging winner. The first spell cast of the match comes from Farsinger. She's playing the mental game, really bringing those insecurities to light. Yeah, well, if Barrel went to the Temple of the Modern War, he wouldn't be fearing them church bells, a fucking loser. I agree, Craig. It also gave our local tough guy asshole... Sorry, did you just say local asshole? No, Craig. A soul, as in the family of a souls? Doesn't matter. Moving on. Farsinger's bells leave Barrel exposed and Rivet capitalizes with a massive two-handed strike. Forget about it, that sneaky fucker out there. Yula comes in for a nice backstab. It's a pretty dirty play, you know, but hey, you do what you gotta do. How about that creative use of basic magic? Here from the wild tiefling known as Krendi, creating a bonfire right at Locke's feet. Oh yeah, it's a bold strategy, but hey, one could say she is roasting chestnuts on an open fire. Of course, my favorite part of the match. Here's why I released the grease bud. Yeah, Craig, that grease made a whole mess out of the Boogie Boyd strategy. They haven't really done anything out there. Well, I guess you could say Shock tried her hardest, bud, but sometimes firebolts just go a little left, you know. I don't know if she was intending to hit the grease, but the Boogie Boys are finally doing something relevant here, catching both Barrel and Rivet off guard. Barrel slips, seeming to roll his ankle while sliding around that slick surface, as Roz comes up with a cheap shot while Barrel's down. Sometimes you gotta play dirty. You need that bruiser to capitalize on key moments. If it wasn't for that cheap shot, Barrel might have gotten back up. And here comes the fog for the final part of the match. It's hard to tell, but I think Crindy has just given Locke a limp-handed bitch slap to the face. I have seen heavier throws from the orphans in the UFC. I don't know, Craig. You haven't seen the rising star, Peyton. He could probably give Crindy a run for her money with this display. Farsinger can connect, though, giving a solid bash to Locke's nose. Oh yeah, this is where that feral cat comes into play. Nimble has been quiet all night, but they definitely know how to keep a firebolt on target. The way that fireball hit Locke, fucking embarrassing, figured out. With only shock left standing, she tries to capitalize while Asul and Draz bumblefuck around in the fog. Yeah, well, she capitalized about as hard as I tried to capitalize your mom last night. She was so hard my asshole was able to uppercut her fucking jaw. Fucking embarrassing, bud. Yes, well, she is able to get away through the smoke. Must be hard to relive what daddy did to you. Your balls a tug, tit fucker. Looks like as a last-ditch effort, Shock tries to make a move here, doming Roz in the back of the head with a huge cheap shot. Not the first time we've seen that tonight, but it's all for nothing as the feral feline Nimble shows us how they earn their name. Yeah, the fucking magic missile was fucking elementary, though. I've seen better finishers from your mom. <laughs> Fuck you, Craig. Welcome back to Jesters and Jerks. I'm your dungeon master, Tim Pejkanks, or Star-Lord, as known to this group. And my fun fact for this week, um, Merle's voice is a mixture between Marge Simpson and one of her smoker sisters. I can't remember their names. I can't remember their names at all. I don't remember their names. It's Patty (sighs) and Velma. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Patty and Velma. Which one's the one that, like, really sounds like a smoker, though? They both do. They're pretty much identical. They're twins. Fair enough. So just imagine <laughs> Marge and those two mashed into one body in a half orc body, and you have Merle. I love her. That's yeah. hot. <laughs> uh, hi, I am Arcade. I play Roz Gilla, half elf ranger. Uh, fun fact about Roz is he does not wear socks. He just he thinks they're too hot, 
wool is a bit itchy, and if he was being completely honest, he kind of likes the extra smelling. That's gross, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's really into that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what you're saying is someone really has to be fucking desperate for feet play. Oh, yeah. Gross. Okay. If he had access to Feet Finder, he's all over that. Oh, God. Imagine that smell and leather boots. Ugh. Can't imagine. On that note, I'm Mikey Met, and uh, I'm playing a half orc or a half elf, half elf paladin. Would a half elf paladin? His name is Rivid Asshole. <laughs> really? he, Asshole? he chose his surname. Like wood elves don't normally have surnames, but he chose it because it means born of the dawn in Salamnic. But his intelligence was too low to realize it also sounds exactly like asshole in common. That's fantastic. Amazing. So would that make you born of something else then? <laughs> Maybe. Born of... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Hi, I'm Persona. I play Lorelei Farsinger, who is also a wood half-elf, but, you know, her fun fact is her mama was a courtesan, so. Oh. Oh, my. She gets Whoa. her name because her mama can sing. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm Ghost Princess, and I'm playing Crindy, who is a tiefling sorcerer. And uh, Crindy's fun fact, she once kicked a baby in the throat, but she will not elaborate on, on more. Okay. <laughs> you like that one? Try again. The kid had it coming. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a strange fact it's <laughs> a fun one though it is fun it is fun <laughs> uh this week's guest uh for the show is going to be epic failure again i play nimble and my fun fact is that my hat is more than half my height <laughs> how tall is your character four foot tall oh my gosh so you have a two and a or you have a two foot hat Two and a half foot tall hat, yes. Jesus it's Christ. floppy. Okay, I was like wondering if it was going to be like fucking Doug Dimmodome hat. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Doug Dimmodome, owner of the Dimmsdale Dimmodome. <laughs> I'm the... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Well... Dale Dimmodome. The Dale Dimmodome. <laughs> so, we last left off... Uh, in a tavern and uh after the training pit scenario and you guys were kind of like wrapping up for the evening and had chosen well you guys were given a room by merle for free it was going to be just one room but it had several beds i believe uh rivet and was it, i think it was just rivet you said you had a house in the t in Daggerford already? Yeah, I can make my you know, claim anywhere around the town. Okay. Okay. Um, and then, Roz, you, <laughs> you were given your own special room, uh, but it turns out that that room belonged also to Merle. Um, and you found that out, after uh, she led you up there, asked if your accommodations were comfortable, and then uh, closed the door promptly behind her, and that's where we ended scene for you. <laughs> so it is now morning. Um, you all wake up to the sounds of metal clanking together, um, a large crowd murmuring, there is what sounds like um, people sharpening weapons and putting on different types of either chain mail or plate mail. And um, it sounds like a loud gathering outside. It's, I want to say it's like just morning light and um, everyone's kind of gathered in the little town square area right outside the tavern. Um, you have, you guys hear the, uh, 
Lanover Strahl, the guy you guys, that the guy that was setting up the whole training pit with the the leader of the Order of the Gauntlet, and the one who's kind of putting things together for this werewolf hunt. Um, uh, Rivid, you have kind of already made your way back into the uh, into the tavern uh, by the, the bar. One, one-eyed stag? Yeah, the one-eyed stag. You've made it back in there. Uh, you're sitting by the bar and everyone else who had our, their room there, kind of you guys get up and you start one by one meeting up in the uh, bar area downstairs. Is there anything you guys want to do or say, talk to each other before we... Before the day starts, I like to go out at dawn just to the edge of the town and face the sunrise and pray a little prayer to Lathander. Lathander? Lathander? Lathander. Morning Lord? Yeah. Say a little prayer to him that we don't all die on our quest to vengeance. Yeah, you do the uh, <laughs> you do the uh, dark soul. Was it dark souls? Yeah, the dark souls praise <laughs> the sun. <laughs> Can I follow him, wondering what he's up to? Uh, I would have been out there and the... out there before you guys because he was coming from his house. Oh right, right. Yeah. yeah. Before I went then to bed, I'm... I prayed to saloon. So I mean, we got God. the moon and the sun. Got the moon and the sun. There you go. Um, while you guys are gathering together, you see like Roz. He's kind of uh, coming I'm down totally the stairs by myself. I'm going. I'm not he, going to round anyone right now. Yeah, I mean, he's totally he's totally by himself, but he's coming down. He's kind of like staring down at the ground. Um, yep. And yeah, it looks like he. Uh, I'm not know. making eye contact with anyone. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna like walk up to him and put my arm on his shoulder and be like. So, buddy, how was your night? I just, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, <laughs> that bad, huh? Yeah. Okay, okay. Do you need a drink? Good lord. <laughs> Roz would love a drink. All right. I mean, it's I, like the sun just came up, but sure, let's get you some drink. I mean, we, we, we wait. It's not that big of a <laughs> I use prestidigitation. To put the scent I remember from Merle <laughs> right around him. He shivers. <laughs> <laughs> um, while you guys are kind of just gathering and talking, you hear uh, Lanover outside, and he's uh, asking, he's shouting for all the adventurers who have signed up for the werewolf hunt to, to gather around. Uh, for his, his basically his battle plan, um, which kind of summons you guys outside into the town square, and he says, "All right, everyone, everyone who signed up for this monster hunt, I am going to be splitting you up into groups, and we're going to be tackling each area of the forest separately. And once we find anything, we will all we will." We will have a central meeting spot and we can come back to the edge of the forest uh, and gather our forces and try to take on this foe as one. Or if you guys are feeling brave enough and there's a small enough group, you can dispatch those werewolves uh, accordingly. And the uh, if they are separated, we will all just tackle them separately. And then, well... Uh, we'll all meet back here with our proof of uh, proof of kills, and that way we can take this to the magistrate's office and let her know that this curse has been taken care of. First off will be the Boogie Boys. Uh, they, you guys, are going to have the edge of the forest duties because you've <laughs> suffered so quite the injuries thanks to uh, that group of newcomers i don't know what they're calling themselves yet but you are also a group that you will be together and i will be sending you guys out into the forest together because you apparently know how to kick ass uh poor poor barrel he's 
You see Beryl, he's like still on a crutch and he's like, I got this. I, I, I will, I will report any danger on the edge of this forest. <laughs> I use then, prestidigitation to make the sound of bells near him. <laughs> I'm going to do a little finger wave. You see him, he kind of like winces. Uh, and uh he like just makes direct eye contact with Rivid, the one who like shattered his ankle with uh with his weird dagger, which I don't even remember what we called the name of that weapon. Still don't know. Yeah. Like a Kahir, that fuck it was, it's all consonants. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it boot dagger. You stabbed him in the ankle with a boot dagger. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> anyway, uh if you guys see anything at all, you are to report back to the edge of the forest here. And he kind of like, he has everyone gathered around this, basically this wooden table. And there's a huge map of the forest. And he's kind of got areas marked off. He's got uh, the edge of the forest. There's like a little meeting spot. And then uh, he's got like some some areas that are circled off. And uh, he says, oh, my group, we're going to go over here. And, uh, well, the newcomer group, I still don't know what they're calling themselves, but uh, you guys, you guys are going to go here. And he points to, um, like, the northeastern part of the forest. And he says, that, that area over there, that is going to be by uh, a area of the druids the i believe they call themselves the emerald enclave they are heading efforts over there i would like you to meet up with that group and they are going to they are going to hunt in that area they said they they said that they saw a bunch of dire wolves in that area so you know it's a good area to start and Boogie Boys, you stay at the meeting spot here, the edge of the forest, and everyone will report their information to you. And uh, with all of that, I would suggest that everyone go and they get their supplies that they need. And, uh, you know, you had Merle, she's sitting at the blacksmith's area. Uh, she, if you need any provisions or any weaponry before you head out go visit merle and uh we will start our hunt here in the next few hours and we will all meet back at end of day and with that he kind of just walks away back to his like banner area uh where he's got the banner of the order of the gauntlet and he's talking to his Basically, his like his crew, they all look like jocks, basically, and they're all like kind of like locker room jocks. They're all like elbowing each other, like, yeah, they're like pump themselves up. Um, what do you guys want to do? Roz walks up to him and and asks him, What do we need to bring back for proof? Good call, ears, teeth. What do we got? Mm, Well, I Really, anything that would prove a werewolf, so you could grab the head if you would want. Uh, but I understand that that could be rather tedious. Uh, so, if you could bring me back, maybe a paw, or if they're or if they've transformed back, maybe some like werewolf teeth, or really anything that would prove to me that you have killed a werewolf. All right, fair enough. Cool. I'll uh, go over to Barrel. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Go, go fuck with Barrel. Go, have fun. He's just gonna go give him a little like wooden carved morning lord symbol just to like make amends and you know, my bad. Sorry, dude. Uh, uh thanks, man. Uh, May uh, this protect you in your futures. Uh, thanks. I guess. What, I is, like, what is this? It's a, a token of my forgiveness for you trying to fight us. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, thanks. And he like kind of just hobbles away from you very <laughs> uncomfortably. <laughs> token of your forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Roz is really confused by this. <laughs> Grundy is also confused by this. He knows what he did. Okay. <laughs> so, so you've forgiven him for that then? Yes. Okay. Thank, thank you for forgiving me for forgiving you <laughs> for shattering my ankle. I can like lay on hands for a point or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's already gone. He's already hobbled off to, to his like little area at the edge of the woods or heading that way anyway. He's walking away. Thanks, asshole. Sussle. <laughs> 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 all right so um you guys have uh, a couple hours to prepare um you can you can buy provisions or um you can make a plan of action here um avoid Ro um avoid merle at all costs because poor <laughs> oh yeah shit how much gold do we have I have no gold. Uh, that is going to be on your character sheets. I do not know how much gold you got. All right, well, I'm good, and we're avoiding Merle, so I'm going to go get some breakfast. <laughs> um, Roz, give me, give me a roll real quick. Give me a uh, roll uh, perception. Okay. Oh, yeah. 18. Oh, yeah. Um, you, as you guys are kind of, like, making your way towards your part of the forest... You look over and you see you see Merle and she's like doing like this weird spirit fingers wave at you and just like, oh, hey, whoa, hey, big boy. Uh, Roz looks down and visibly walks faster. Can <laughs> <laughs> right. Crindy point out that Merle's trying to get Roz's attention? Yeah, sure. All right, then Crindy does that. I, I, I see. I Roz, see. Roz, I see. Merle, Merle wants to talk mm -hmm. to you. I see that. Okay, we're we're Mer very busy Merle, right now. We have a lot of to, work. Talk to oh, Roz. He's he's over here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just like gently guide Crindy to the forest. I'm like let's let's let him deal with his own issues. Come on. No. <laughs> yes. Rivet just waves to her emphatically next to Roz. <laughs> she waves back. She's all like like a proper wave to you, and it's like, oh hey, Rivet. <laughs> I just shout, thanks for the dagger. <laughs> she, gives, she gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> All right, you guys start making your way um, towards the area of the forest like he, he pointed out to you. Uh, when you first get into the forest, this is just your, it's like, it, it looks pretty cheery right now. It, the sun's out. It's, you got tall pine wood trees. You got the scent of the pine sap and some birds singing. And, um, you also start to see as you get closer, there is what looks like a little encampment of some like deer hide tents. And you see uh, a bunch of people kind of gathered around this like camp area. Uh, they're all wearing these cloaks that are, you know, are like earthen colors, different shades of brown uh, and like, filigreed on them are some actual what looks like actual foliage uh, some are green leaves some are yellow leaves some are orange uh, some of these guys uh, these people have like what looks like these headbands with deer antlers and at the center of it all you guys see this um, you see a taller male He's got dark skin and he's got really long dreads that are black, but have like these like streaks of gray in it. And um, you hear a deep, cheery voice coming from him. And his robe is kind of like a deep, deep green with a filigreed gold leaf on the shoulders. And he's got a gnarled oak staff. And at the top of it, it almost looks like... Um, it almost looks like a um, like an uprooted tree, you know what I mean? Where it's like the tree roots are all gnarled at the top, but wrapped around it in the center is like a almost looks like a deep purple amethyst. And um, 
you kind of see him he's standing over a makeshift table with some what looks like battle plans on it and uh he's kind of just focused in on that right now we walk over yeah we're gonna wander up to him Mm-hmm. okay <clears throat> uh hello you you guys must be the group of adventurers that mr lanover has sent my way yeah, yeah we are mm-hmm. perhaps who are mm. you well met i'm casper oak i am the head druid of the emerald enclave of this sector anyway we uh are currently trying to help the outlying villages of of the uh, werewolf attack and we've been plagued by a large outbreak of dire wolves they've kind of been coming in and stealing the food and there's been a couple cases where they've actually drug off a couple of villagers and we've had to send parties after them we've managed to find most of them but there has been a couple that they've even they've either perished or we have not found them yet but we've our local our our little hovel of druids here are doing the best they can to stabilize and heal the injured and provide provisions for those who have had their had their stolen from them we're just here to help support but uh i requested some adventures so that i could uh, i could go with you guys and take out this threat once and for all yeah, sure we'll protect you no problem listen I don't really need your protection, but I could use your help. And he kind of gestures around to the little battle map here, uh, that in front of him, and you see what looks like an area a little bit to the north, and he he says, there's a clearing here that the, the area just turns dark. There's been heavy fog here, and I haven't ventured too far into it yet, but this is where I've been hearing the howls, and from what I have gathered, this we have seen from what the birds have been telling me is there seems to be a half-man, half-beast, which I'm guessing is our werewolf in this area as well. Let's go root him out. Sounds like a plan. And uh, you see him and kind of, he says, one moment. And he steps over to another, it looks like a halfling female. And he kind of, he tells, you know, he sit, you see him sitting there kind of just talking with her. And she she jumps up and, and like runs to the other group. And it's kind of just telling them that he's going to leave. And you guys, um, or, you know, he comes up to you guys and says, all right, are you ready? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's purge this evil. All right. Well, if you are ready to go, do you, do you guys need anything before we head out? Uh, I mean, what do you guys got? Well, we have some provisions and I have, um, I have a few people around in this area who can who can make you healing salves or something like that for something you know adventuring supplies uh, for a small fee, of course. But if you're ready, we can go. I request a simple handshake, and that is all. Okay, and he holds out his hand. I cast light upon his hand as I shake it. That's a very neat trick. And you see, <laughs> he kind of like, he do, he kind of like, just like brushes his hand on his cloak and um, heads forward, I guess. Unless you guys want to do anything else. I was going to ask for some healing salves. Seems prudent. Okay. Be helpful. Uh, if you want to, please go talk to 
uh, Mori. She's over there. Any point? Yeah, Mori. And he points to a one of the tents. Uh, tell her, you know, tell her I sent you, and tell her it's for the the werewolf hunt. Okay, will do. Just so you know, light lasts an hour. Great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go mosey on to see Miss Maury. Okay. Uh, As you guys walk up, she says, Hi, nice to meet you. Can I get you anything? Um, I need some salves. Casper sent me over here. Ah, you guys must be helping him out with the werewolf problem. Yes. I definitely have some salves. Uh, they're not going to heal for too, too much, but they'll stabilize you. Um, I'm going to be selling those for two gold pieces. How many for two gold pieces? Each. Two gold pieces each. I'll go mm. have these. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, sure. How, how many should I grab? For two gold pieces each. Two. So if someone wants to hand me four gold, two gold. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I'll figure that out. <laughs> All right. I will give her the four gold. Okay. So add a healing. Uh, add two healing salves to your inventory. Um, you just write this down on a piece of paper, because uh, this is going to be like a custom thing. Um, it's going to be uh, a D4 plus your constitution. Plus my constitution? Yes. Okay. Uh, is there anything else I can get for you? I have some provisions for the road. Uh, we have some water skins. And um, have some bandages. Things like that. Do you have a, um, a healing kit? I do have a field, uh, a field, um, healer's kit, if you like. It's going to be 25 silver pieces. Okay, I was about to say, if you say gold. No, 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 no. (laughs) I do not have 25 gold. No, no. Uh, 25 silver pieces. Let me see if I can afford that. Uh, Yes, yes, I can. I was gonna say you better be able to afford it. You started out with a good yeah, chunk I'm of gold. Fine. I got it. I'm good. I get okay. It's incredibly cheap for a healer's kit. That is. Uh, it's a janky one. It's basically <laughs> like your. It's basically like your uh, simple, simple first aid kit. It's gonna have like simple bandages, some like antiseptic salve, and um, you know some medical. Adhesives, you know what I mean? Yes, because as your cleric, I can heal most things, but I can't heal everything. Yeah, and basically that kit is just gonna is really just gonna help you stabilize things. Um, I'll I'll give you like a like a plus one to like your survival rolls and stuff like that. Okay. Well, um, with that, it looks like Casper may be ready. So if you guys wanna, Does anyone else want to buy anything? No, I'm ready to go. All right. Awesome. Go. Let's go. All right. Uh, You see Casper. He's leading the way with his light hand, I guess. Uh, So we don't lose him in the dark. As a fucking beacon (laughs) in the middle of this lit day. Uh, You guys start walking north um, in the forest and... In the beginning, the forest kind of looks looked the same as it did on your way over to Casper's um, kind of triage camp. And it was, you know, it's still sunny and the birds are chirping. But as you guys start walking more and more north, you guys start to see this like heavy fog on the ground starting to roll in a little bit. And um, the area starts to get, the, the forest starts to get shadier and more darker and it's starting to become a little bit more quiet and eventually when you guys right before you guys get into the clearing the fog is really really heavy and you guys are having a hard time uh seeing stuff and 
Lorelai and Roz, you guys see, or what you think you see, is you're seeing these yellow-eyed reflections in the background, uh, like deep into the trees, and the rest of you hear this howl from a wolf that is feels really close. I I would say within the next few miles from like a one mile like a mile away from you but not that far you know what i mean mm-hmm. and uh you see casper we're, we're getting close to the clearing now be ready i don't know what's going to be and what's going to be out here did you hear the wolves how long has it been it's been about 40 minutes you, he still has he still has his light hand. <laughs> uh, his, his hand is still a beacon of light. I put that thing in your pocket or something. <laughs> I pick up a branch and cast light on the branch as well. Okay. Um, as you do that, it illuminates the area around you, but uh, it's almost like you all you see is the white fog surrounded by you and the party and you can kind of make out the shadows of the big gigantic pines uh, that are kind of surrounding you it's like turning your brights on in the fog it kind of just makes it worse right right you can um you can see you can see about you know five meters uh but that's about it you know what i mean does dark vision do anything to help me on that? No, because the area is obscured by fog. Can't see shit. It's foggy. Yeah. Where are my fog lights at, man? <laughs> um, Rivid. Make a perception check for me. Perception. 15 plus 1, 16. Okay. Nice. You... See to the left of you, the mist twirls real quick, and you see this black uh, spot or like an image, and it just runs past you. And um, on the left side, running towards what looks into the direction of where Casper was pointing, where the clearing should be. Uh, within 10 meters, or where? This is really close to you. This is about. Two or three meters to your left. Enough to get a... Well, I guess it wouldn't be an opportunity attack, but anything no. to swing at? Just, no. Just no. notice this it, little... It, it went by so quick, but you do notice it. Holy Lord! <laughs> Holy Lord, what? <laughs> you, you okay there, Riven? There's beasts among us. I, I throw the branch that has the light spell on it straight by him. Okay. Um, as you do that, the branch hits in front of him, and you all see four sets of glowing eyes, glowing yellow eyes, staring at all of you. And you start hearing a low growl from what sounds like dire wolves. Oh, fuck. I use prestidigitation to make dramatic. Tones. <laughs> okay, what do your dramatic tones sound like? Dun dun dun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Battle um, music. Yep. Battle time. Oh no. Yeah. Go <laughs> ahead and go ahead and make me. Go ahead and make me some. Um, initiative. initiative rolls. Initiative. Roll initiative. Oh, shit. Uh, four plus whatever my initiative is, I guess. Seven total. I got four plus two, six. Rip. Fourteen. <laughs> nice. Well, thank okay. God okay. somebody's going to go. Grindy got a 16. <laughs> Grindy 16. Uh, so it's going to go Grindy, Rivid, Casper. Nimble, Roz, and Wolves. Damn, they rolled low. Yeah, they did. Grindy. Yes. You're up first. You're staring at four sets of eyes in the mists. Light them up. 
uh, Crindy casts Thunder Wave. <laughs> oh, thunder Wave. Holy shit. I, um, it, what? Am I in range? Help. <laughs> uh, well. Yeah, am I going to kill everyone if I do this? No, I'm going to say that you step in, uh, step in next to, um, next to Rivid. So that okay. way, because Rivid, Rivid and Casper were kind of leading the group. So you're going to stand next to them and you okay, can perfect. cast Thunderwave into the group. Now, please explain to me what Thunderwave does, because I don't remember. A wave of thunderous force sweeps out from you. Each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from you must make a constitution saving throw. Gotcha. On a failed save, a creature takes D, like 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away from you. Hell yeah. Okay. On a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage and isn't pushed. In addition, unsecured objects that are completely within the area of effect are automatically pushed 10 feet away from you by the spell's effect, and the spell emits a thunderous boom audible out to 300 feet. And nice. you just did this next to two of us? Yeah, I'm like, yes. am I going to kill everyone if I do this? No, that's fine. <laughs> okay. um, the, only, the only thing that's going to uh, happen is, uh, first, let me roll for the wolves. They're gonna can, I, roll. can I yell at everyone to cover their ears real quick? Yes, you can. All right, cover your ears, y'all. Okay, so they rolled. They rolled a seven. Does that beat okay. your AC? Not AC. It's her. Or not yeah, AC. I... Your difficulty. Your spell save DC. So look at your spell save DC. It will be Thunder on wave. twelve. Yep. So oh, they rolled yes. a six. So, <laughs> so they do not succeed on that Constitution saving throw. Perfect. So go ahead and roll the damage out. D eight. Okay. So I roll two of those. Right. Okay. Uh, eight. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you make. So how do you how do you cast the spell? Give us a visual. Um, all right, so Crindy, okay, so Crindy runs up next to Rivet and Casper and screams at everybody to cover their ears, and then she, 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 she squats down in the ground, mm -hmm. like, kind of like a Super Saiyan, and then, like, she grabs her arms and starts pushing and pulling up towards the sky, and, uh, and suddenly the ground starts shaking and, and flooping everybody about, and everybody starts kind of being like, whoa, because it's getting real rumbly, and then... And then there's just a big old flash and a boom, a big old loud sound, and and, and the cube of fifteen yeah. foot cube creature thing <laughs> happens. You guys, you guys hear this like even with your ears covered, you hear this loud crack, and then you see this purple energy just shoot out from in front of Crindy, and it hits this group of eyes in front of you, and you hear them all whimper. Um, and let's see here. They they all took eight damage, right? Yes. Holy fuck! They all took eight damage. Okay. <laughs> um, let me see. Let me let me roll for each of them individually, because like that's gonna suck. It sounds like he wasn't okay. prepared for that. I wasn't. <laughs> I was not prepared. I was prepared for Crindy. That hurt too bad. Okay. Um, it hit all of them? It hit already. It hit everything within a 15 Yeah, you 15 see them all. Radius. You see them all. Uh, the eyes kind of disappear in the mist as the mist like pushes back. And you hear a bunch of whimpers. You manage to, to hurt. Oh. Almost all of them. <laughs> A lot. Good. Good job. So. Hang on here. That's with Crindy. <laughs> they take, they only take half damage on a save, right? Yeah. Correct. Okay. So. Okay. Um, it is now. I have a question. Yes. Answer. Did the did the thunder wave do anything about our fog situation? Or are we still encased? Um, you guys are kind of still encased in fog, except for in that fifteen foot. Was it fifteen foot? 
Yeah. You guys, so you guys can now see like 15 foot in front of you. And in that fog, you see two of them are like um, whimpering and the other two, uh, the other two, you can't see yet. You just still see like, you can hear them in the mist, but you do see the, you do see two, the two that really got hit. They all got hit, but you see the two that really, they took the brunt of it. Rindy is pleased. Yes. <laughs> I bet uh, she is. Rivid, you are next. Uh, Rivid sees the opening and immediately rushes in to attack with his Warhammer. Okie Give me an attack roll, please. Which uh, you're going to, so you're just going to attack the one of the one injured ones in front of you. Are they on the ground? Are they prone or are they just like, they're not prone that they are. uh, They kind of like when they got pushed back, they have their, their head like down towards the ground. And it almost looks like they're ready to pounce, but they look reserved as if they're injured. All right. Perfect. So I pull out my tenderizer, my, Merle Streep's finest craftsmanship. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. I do like the the guncock ratchet with my hand across the <laughs> pommel of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then just swing two handed at the one one of the two in front of me. Gotcha. Give me a attack roll, please. Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, you. You you run in and you uh, smash one with your with your big meat tenderizer. <laughs> go ahead and uh, go ahead and give me your damage roll for damage. Eight eight damage. Eight damage. Holy crap! Yeah, you run in and you see that one of the ones in front of you that's posed to strike, and you bring your your meat tenderizer down on its head and you crush its skull in. <clears throat> nice. Nice. Sweet. And then nice. um how much distance did I need to get out there? Like less than 15, so I'm going to take 5 back. Okay. Yeah, you, I'm going to say you step back. And enough to get away so you're not getting attacked right away. Uh do these count as what we're supposed to collect? Should I like grab his teeth first? You can you can collect it if you want. Yeah, I'm just going to grab a handful of the teeth I just smashed out. Gotcha. <laughs> teeth powder. Teeth, yeah, teeth. Add, add, teeth. add wolf teeth to your inventory. Again, just write this down on a sheet of paper. Um, wolf teeth. Got it. Okay, cool. Got it. Um, Casper Oak is next. And you see he's going to... He's going to... Produce flame, and uh, he's going to hurl the flame at one of the wolves that is in the fog, and he's going to, he hits a 13, and yeah, that definitely hits. So, so one of the wolves in the mists, you see him just lob this like it's not I wouldn't say it's a ball of flame. It almost looks like this little tiny spark that hops from his hand and goes into the mist and you hear a yeep. and uh, that's going to end his turn. Nimble. No, Laura. Nimble. No, Lorelai. Oh, shit. <laughs> I am going to uh shoot them with my crossbow. Nice. Which one? I only have one crossbow. <laughs> Which wolf are oh. you hitting with your fucking crossbow? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, uh, uh, the one he hit with the bolt of fire. The okay. bit of fire. Give me an attack roll with disadvantage because there is fog. I thought the one that I can see then. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. Um. I rolled a natural one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. 
Okay. Um, you are you. You're looking around for the wolf that's in front of you, but uh, as you, it almost is like as you run in to go attack, it almost just disappears into the mists. Okay. Oh no. Nimble, you're up next. Shit. Yay. So oh, you shoot Casper. This is dog. <laughs> is there one I can see outside yeah. of the fog or do I need to run in? No, they are all they're all and they're all like now in the fog. So I can't even cast a spell. Lovely. Mm-mm. Oh, I should have a crossbow. Let's see. Do I? I'm also going to say, like, you can hear, like, you guys can't hear the direction of, of, like, twigs and foliage breaking, so you actually have an idea of where to shoot at, but you're still going to get disadvantage. Right, right. No, I get that. Um, hearing that, can I rush up on one of the eye, eyes I see? Sure. I'm going to run up. And try to put my hand against one of them. And cast okay. magic missile directly into one of their chests. Okay. Um, sure. Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> okay. So just roll damage then. Four, three, and two. Lovely. Uh, nine plus three. So 12 damage. Okay. Yeah, you... You run into the fog and you have and you and you were able to like you heard the snap of twigs and you lay your hand on one and you cast magic missiles as, as soon as you feel fur and you hear a loud yip and you feel that that body just kind of crumble underneath <laughs> your hand. Um Roz, you're next. Okay, so I know one of them that we can see clearly has been killed, right? Yeah. And the other one is still alive? So now there's like, from what you guys had seen in the beginning, there were four. Right. Uh, you did see one get murdered in front of you. And <laughs> you did hear one like, like yip real loud and hear a thud after Nimble had ran in. And in the fog. Yeah. In the fog. Um. So from your account, you know mentally there's at least two running around this fog around you. Okay, so there, I can't see one clearly at all. No. Okay. Uh, so uh, since I'm really good at tracking, does that help me in any way? You don't really get an advantage, but what you could do, you could do a... Um, I'll let you do a... You do a survival check. Survival? Okay. All yeah. right. Uh, 21. 21. God damn. All right. Yeah, you, with your, with, you know, with your hunter's sense, you hear the twigs being broken around you. You're looking around and you know that there's, you know that there, you hear, you know there's two, but you almost hear, like, another set of, uh, footsteps or or steps, but you don't know if it's four legged or two legged, and uh, the the ones that you the wolves that you did see in the beginning, you know that they're uh, in front of you, a little bit to the to the right of you. Okay, um, I'm gonna go ahead and and. And fire an arrow at at one of them. I guess okay. that I sense with disadvantage, probably. No, uh, with your survival roll, I'll let you. Ha I'll let you do a straight roll. Uh, not a straight roll, but you know what I mean. A roll with like a normal roll. A normal, just a normal roll. roll. Just a normal roll. Yeah. Uh, to hit twelve plus four sixteen. Yeah, sixteen hits. And roll your damage. Uh, two plus two four. Okay. Nice. Yeah, you you have a crossbow? Yeah. No, it's a longbow. Longbow. Yeah, you loose an arrow and you and you see it just through the mist and you hear and you uh hear the like a thud on the ground and then you hear it kind of scuffle back up uh, and run 
uh, and like run towards the right of you, but you know you hit it. Okay. Uh, and then oh, Roz how much damage kinda, did you do again? I'm sorry. Uh, it's four, four damage. Okay. Uh, and then Roz is gonna um, is gonna make sure he's grouped up with everybody else. Make sure you know, kind of he he want he's going for that back to back to got back you. to back to back. I, the way I'm picturing it is you got you're trying to do the. All in a circle, yeah, flying V in a circle, yeah, or like, like a flying, gonna, you know, the, flying the Avenger, v. the Avengers. Gotcha. Flying gotcha. V. The, the, camera, the camera goes all the way around us, and we're all in a circle, and we all do a slight pose as it passes. Okay. Ducks fly together. On, uh, it's now the wolves' turn, and you hear the one that you hit that ran to the right. You hear it, it growls, and it lunges at you. It's going to. It's going to lunge at you and just as it lunges towards you, it misses with its claw out and it swipes at you, but it misses and ends up on your left side with its side exposed to who's next to you. I guess it would be you got you saddled up next to Rivid. So Rivid, you have one to your right that you can see. Got it. Uh, next up is going to be Crindy. Uh, there's okay. one in your there's one in your inside your party that you can see you can hear one that's out you hear him like kind of pacing back and forth into the foliage um you you can i'll let you do like a ranged attack um I, you will be doing so with disadvantage but you know the general direction that it's in you're not completely blind okay i'm gonna like swing my quarter staff it where like i think it is okay yeah. Um, all right. What, what do I need to do to make that happen? <laughs> so you're going to roll. Uh, you do a roll and then you're going to add your uh, add your dex or your strength modifier, which whichever one's higher. I would say your dex because your dex is plus zero. So give me a straight roll. I got 15 uh, plus one is 16. <laughs> nice. Yeah, as you as you swing your your quarter staff into the fog, you feel it connect uh, into a what you're guessing is a a wolf. <laughs> and go ahead and roll your go ahead and roll your damage. Okay, uh, and that's the d six. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be your d six, and it's going to be a d six uh, minus one. Okay, and that I get a six minus one is five. Okay, five damage. Nice. All right. Yeah, when you swing into the you when you swing into the fog and you connect, you uh, you hit it solid and you hear a, a growl and it runs out out from you and then to the left you you know you've you've hit something you've done some damage. Next is going to be rivet. You've got the one to your right, and you hear the, the one that Crindy connected with with her quarterstaff. Uh, I mean, I, I can't pass up the one that it's right in front of me just asking for it, so I'm going to, <laughs> gotcha. you know, do the, do the gun cock again on it and <laughs> swing two-handed at his face. Nice. Swing to hits. Nat 20. Fucking plus a. four. Let's go. Okay. Yeah, Twenty you, uh, plus four. You hit. So roll that. Roll that damage, and then um, you're going to double it. I believe that's how crits work. So two d ten plus two bludgeoning damage. Yep. Is it double it or you roll it and then you double it? Double it. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, that's fucking twenty eight. So yeah, twenty-eight damage. Twenty-eight damage. Yeah, you you when when this wolf lunges at Roz and misses, you see that opportunity and you bring your hammer down. Give me an explanation of what happens to this wolf. So um his head just kind of implodes and with the force of the the hit his teeth actually just like pop out right towards Rivet and he catches them. Nice. Just just collecting all of these, you know, trophies. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me. 
All just right. Head explode. Sweet. Uh, back into well, formation. Roz, Roz looks over and was like, he just gives him the nod. Yeah. There don't fuck with my fruit. <laughs> Casper is next and you you see him he gives you that like rambo thumbs up you know you know <laughs> what i'm talking about <clears throat> oh, yeah uh he is going to uh kind of chase out you see him run off into the mist he's going to run towards that one that crindy connected with and he is going to try and um he's going to try and hit it with his quarterstaff uh so all you you just see him run into the mist and you see the mist kind of swirl around him and um you hear he's just like ah like swinging wildly into the mists and then uh he, after a few seconds you see just the mist envelop him next up yeah, is yeah. going to be next is going to be the Lorelei. Mist, the mist enveloped him? Yes. Lorelei. Fuck. Okay. Uh, so there's just the one running around? Yep. Can I hear it? Yeah, probably. Huh? Yes. Yeah, you can. You can. Uh, it's all you heard when you heard when Casper ran off. You heard him like chasing this wolf. But you hear the wolf double back. And as you you're still hearing Casper like basically battle shouting. Okay, uh, I, I'm gonna try and shoot it again. <laughs> hey, shoot Listen, it with disadvantage. All of my spells require vision. Yeah. So <laughs> you shoot Casper. I shoot Casper. Shoot with, shoot with disadvantage. Uh, well, it's better than the last roll. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, there goes. Uh, four. Oh no. Oh, no. You just, you, the twang from your crossbow. And then you hear a thud. Like it hits a like wood. It hit like, it's hit, like it hits wood, yeah. Shit. <laughs> okay. Nimble, I believe you're next. Oh, shit. Can I see the eyes through the mist or no? No, there's no eyes. There's, you just, now you just hear sound. That's it. I can't see the light from that guy's hand anymore? Nope. Oh, shit. Uh, well, I run toward the sound, I guess. Towards the sound of the wolf, or towards yes. the battle screaming? Toward the sound of the wolf. Gotcha. Do I find a wolf? Give me a investigation roll. Uh, okay. That's gonna be 13 plus, where's my investigation? Two, so 15. 15. I'll say with a 15, you can see a uh, like a like a dark outline about three meters in front of you. Okay, I'll try to stab at it with the the craftsman Merrill's dagger. Nice. Do so with disadvantage, but you do okay. see it. So I rolled a 19 and an 18, but <laughs> plus five. Okay, so yeah. 23 total. Yeah, you hit that dark. You hit that dark shadow in the mists. Roll damage. Uh, one d four plus three. Okay. Uh, four plus eight, seven damage. Silvered right. weapon. So. Yeah. You, know. you hit. You stab at this, and you hear a uh, a whimper and a thud. I and hope that wasn't the guy. That we we were with. <laughs> no, it was definitely a beast. And all of a sudden, all of you, you hear. You hear what? And then, and then it, did it, it cut out? Did it cut out? Yeah, he cut out completely. Damn, <laughs> it was so cool, too. The only person I got to hear was, was uh, Persona. Anyway, you hear this, like, heavy, heavy howl. And as, as then the mists begin to part a little bit. And then oh, it gets a little bit clearer, and a little bit clearer, and a little bit clearer, and then... Jesters and Jerks is me, Star-Lord as your Dungeon Master, 
uh, one persona as Lorelai, Arcade as Roz, Mikey Met as Rivet, and Ghost Princess as Cringy. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, leave us a comment on Apple iTunes and let your friends know about us. Our next episode will launch sometime next month. Be sure to follow our social media outlets. Links can be found in the description. Anyway, you hear this like heavy, heavy howl, and as as then the mists begin to part a little bit, and then oh, it gets a little bit clearer, and a little bit clearer, and a little bit clearer, and then we go to break. Ah, <laughs> son of a bitch! <laughs> you slut! Wow. You you yeah. you know when to end on a no, on a suspenseful funny. note. <laughs> <laughs>